who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's Coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Dude podcast means nobody gets left behind. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor... It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined by two awesome Mickey Dude commentators. Tonight, from his car somewhere in the great state of Florida, we have Joe Quattrochi. I literally, first of all, uh, for those guys who've just joined us, aloha and welcome aboard. And yes, I am recording live from my vehicle in South Florida. I, uh, full honesty, full disclosure, um, I was not going to get home in time and did not want to keep a fantastic guest we have on tonight waiting. So, uh, yeah, power of technology. We're recording live from my Nissan Murano right now in uh, Green Acres, Florida. So there you go. Well, Green Acres is the place to be. That's right. Yeah. And speaking of uh, places to be in um, Orlando, North Orlando, we have Eddie Lucero, who I, for the longest time, was calling Eddie Lucero, and he hasn't been correcting me. So welcome, Mr. Lucero. Thanks a lot, Dave. Um, I'd like to tell everyone, in the spirit of um, a big announcement that happened a few days ago, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And just so people uh, don't forget, Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. All right, gentlemen. Well, today is a very special episode. It's not uh, just because it's um, me on, but uh, because it's our Christmas episode. 
and we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little something uh different this time it is indirectly disney related but it isn't and uh i'm sure obviously since uh you guys are downloading this show you know exactly what we're uh, gonna be talking about but before that i'd like to introduce a very uh special guest we have with us miss stephanie cullum hi Hello. Am I saying your last name correctly? Hello. That works. I mean, yeah. How is it? How is it pronounced? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a, I just learned how to say Joe's last name. So it's Cullum. I mean, it's not that hard. Okay. It's better than my ex-husband's last name, which I still can't spell. Gotcha. He gets everybody's names wrong, so don't worry about it. You're, you're part of the family. <laughs> I respond to "Hey you," uh, "Hey lady." Exactly. Do it. Hey, lady, it works. Exactly. All right. Well, lady, then, uh, Stephanie, <laughs> before we get started, would you tell the uh, listeners a little bit about yourself and your li- love of Disney and how it all began? Who are you? Of course, um, I am in my mid-30s. That's about as close as you're going to get to an age. Um, one of my first memories, though, like Disney diehard, was seeing The Little Mermaid countless times in the theater with my grandmother. We won't discuss how we all thought I could sing, because obviously every little girl can sing The Little Mermaid's part. And it just grew from there. My house now is covered in... Lego, 90% of which is Star Wars. Um, my Ahsoka minifig sits on my shoulder 90% of the time. Yeah. Nice. Disney, awesome. when they bought Marvel and then in Star Wars, I'll be honest, I shed many a happy tear. How was your response when the news came out about Ahsoka Tano getting her own uh, series on Disney Plus? My kid asked me if she needed to find oxygen somewhere. <laughs> nice. I pretty much had the same reaction. I, I guess mean, I was the only one who had no reaction. I don't know. She has fast become, in my little uh, odyssey of trying to watch the entire uh, saga in order of what's uh, on film, either film or animation, in order as it happened, she has fast become my favorite character in the whole universe. So She's yeah, we, pretty awesome. Yeah, we love her so much that we named um, our oldest dog after her. That's pretty cool. Our cat is Captain Rex. Awesome. Nice. So, so I have I have two dogs. One's Ahsoka and the other one's Sabine. I love it. Yeah. Wow, I really think I need to like step out of this speaking <laughs> out right here right now. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Excellent. I, I I will say this. I will say this. You did mention Legos and Star Wars Legos. Uh my no. nephew is like big into the star wars i mean throughout the legos excuse me and my brother had purchased the disneyland ma- uh magic the disneyland uh train station lego set with the train the lego trains yeah i working my dad started the train like a week ago we've been working on the station it is the hardest thing it's like 300 pages of instruction wow. this thing is yeah. so hard to put together it's just ages right. eight and up like eight and up like well, you need you need an eight year old to put it up. That's oh, but on, dude. It. It's like so these these Lego sets are so. So wait Star a minute, Wars wait. Ones. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not getting this. Did you get your nephew this for Christmas and you're putting it no, together? It, so, oh. No, no. 
it was already purchased, but he wants to have like the the the, the Disneyland train station and the train underneath the tree. Ah, uh, so okay. Dad had started, but the train is finished. But we're putting together the Disneyland station. But there are so many pieces that it's my father. Bless his heart. He's been working as hard as he can. I've been trying to help with it the last couple of days while I'm down here visiting. There's, it's so hard to put these together. I mean, the, the amount of detail is fantastic. But when she mentioned the the Star Wars and the Legos, I'm like, oh, I'm dealing with the Disneyland and Ninjago Legos right now. So, yeah, I'm sitting here staring at the UCS Falcon, the brand new one that came out. I have four got- Lego projects that I need to get done over uh, my... Uh- winter break because i'm not going back to new york i'm gonna have a lot of time on my hands so i have i have four lego sets that i bought a long time ago they've been sitting on my bookshelf they haven't been touched so i think at some point i'm going to be building the skyline in new york city uh next uh, week or so and i have a few star wars ones too so i've always said that when i have time i'll uh, do them I never find I time. time. Yeah. You got some time this trip, right, Dave? Since you're going to be uh, solo. So, uh, yeah. Bang those projects out. Man. Exactly. So, with that said, uh, withstanding uh, Star Wars and Legos also, um, and your love of Disney, Stephanie, we have you on for another reason. Would you care to uh, just briefly explain uh, your role on today's show? Um, yeah, in January of 2020, way before everything hit the fan and well, life was still awesome, my family and I were guests at Give Kids the World. We were able to, for a week, forget a lot of our realities uh, as far as having a very medically complex kid and spend a week on a real vacation. Excellent. And today's today's show is about one of my favorite places in Orlando. Uh, no secret that I do give a lot of time and volunteer at Give Kids the World Village. I've talked about it many a times on this show. It's something that I'm very proud of. And honestly, at this point in my life, um, it um, I need the village more than the village needs me. It kind of it kind of uh, fills a uh, major void in my life. But uh, for those of you who uh, need a little bit of a refresher about Give Kids the World, Give Kids the World is a non-for-profit organization. Um, It's actually a a resort that uh, is located about maybe seven or eight miles away from a Disney property uh, in Kissimmee off of Highway 192 and Bass Road. Um, And what Give Kids the World does is it acts as the go-between between Make-A-Wish and uh, Wish families. So whenever there is a child with a life-threatening illness who has a wish to come to Central Florida and meet Mickey Mouse or go to Universal or experience any of the other attractions that Central Florida has to make, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, along with a whole other laundry list of amazing wish granting organizations contacts give kids the world and give kids the world is the organization that actually makes that happen they have an 89 acre resort village basically it's a storybook village that uh, where they bring the kids and all of the entire family uh, siblings and sometimes grandparents for 
a one-week vacation. If you are a um, traveler from overseas, you get 10 days. They allow for jet lag. And you're given a certain amount of days of tickets. Uh, Stephan- Stephanie, is it, is it? am I right? It's three days of tickets to uh, Disney and two days of Universal, usually? Correct. And then one day at SeaWorld. Okay. And then if you would like, you can swap the SeaWorld for Legoland. Okay. Excellent. So, and also any other Central Florida attraction, all these kids need to say is they want to go. They want to go to medieval times. It's happening. It's happening free of charge. They basically, there's a concierge that basically makes a couple calls and somebody is making a donation of those tickets. So it is a magical place that uh, I, I find I can bring the Disney magic to people. Um, the magic is just as alive at the village as Even it is. Even more so. Yeah, yeah, in Disney Park. So we thought to bring uh, Stephanie on tonight to talk about the village. And uh, the reason why I have Joe and Eddie on is because uh, they got to experience the current guys of Give Kids the World. I think it's March 19th. Give Kids the World hasn't been able to operate once the disney parks closed for uh, covid they uh, once their last uh, wish child uh, checked out there was no reason to bring wish kids into the village and they had to close they had to close their doors also and um, now that the parks are still open and everything give kids the world is still not yet in operation because it's just not safe right now to bring wish children into the parks so Make-A-Wish isn't granting any wishes at the moment. Um, there are some let exceptions. Me, let, yeah, they're ahead. doing. Uh, they're not doing any travel wishes right yes. now. Yeah, so can you elaborate a little bit on that? Um, Make-A-Wish kids can wish for anything. And sometimes there's things that are too big. Like, I want to have a million dollars. Or stuff like that. But... Um, a lot of kids wish for Disney. They wish for shopping sprees. They wish for room makeovers. And some things that can be done right now during lock-in or while everybody's locked down, like a camper so they can go on vacation and be safe. Or I want a shopping spree and they'll throw a huge party and the kid can go nuts on Amazon or GameStop. Or I want a room makeover so they give this kid a uh, huge gaming themed room with murals and consoles and whatever so some things are still able but a lot of the kids who want disney are stuck yeah they're unable to travel at the moment and it's just been deemed not safe at the moment and as heart-wrenching as it is it makes perfect sense you know what it comes down to is safety first so in the meantime Give Kids the World has decided to uh, take the lemons that 2020 has handed to us and they ended up making lemonade out of it by creating this amazing Christmas uh, well, ho- holiday spectacular where they basically recreated the Osborne lights across their 89-acre village. 46 of their villas are completely covered in lights all of their public areas are covered with lights they have they've opened all of their um, storybook attractions they um, basically turned um, 
the whole village into a Christmas winter wonderland for uh, families to come and enjoy. And in doing so, they've created a chance to, uh, for the first time in their history, open up their gates to the public and let the public come in and see what how amazing it is inside their gates. Stephanie, before we begin, would you please uh, tell our audience a little bit about why uh, your uh, family was selected to come to Give Kids the World and a little bit about your journey in that way? Uh, of course. Um, we were uh, selected to uh, receive a wish trip because our youngest daughter, Charlie Rose, um, who's four, has um, a brain tumor as well as a spinal tumor. Um, Brain tumors are generally accepted, but because of the combination of her tumors, we didn't have to go through a terribly long process as far as Make-A-Wish went. Uh, so far, she's doing well. Um, we finished up chemo about nine months ago, and she's about to start another type of treatment called... Uh, my brain's blinking. It's an inhibitor drug. Okay where it will target her specific mutation and hopefully shrink her tumor, her brain tumor down. And uh, we chose Disney for her because she, uh, at the time, was nonverbal autistic. We're still on the autism spectrum, of course, but she's getting more words. But her favorite things are lights and sounds and food. So what's better than music and Disney? Exactly. And definitely a total uh, sensory overload in that place. So yeah. <laughs> she enjoyed every single moment of it. Well, thank you. And um, obviously, uh, our thoughts and prayers will always be with you guys for that. And thank you for being uh, comfortable enough to share that with all of us. I like sharing about her. She's our little rainbow. Glad to hear. And. Um, I'm sure that uh, Give Kids the World made an amazing, uh, magical trip for her. It was, as a mom, it was absolutely incredible to watch her come alive, eat food she hadn't touched in ages because of chemo, and all of a sudden everything in sight was wonderful. And just to see her sisters, the three of them, act like normal kids, there was a lot of just bonding and happiness. And that is actually one of my favorite parts of uh, being a part of Give Kids the World. Uh, watching, the, watching the parents, of course, it's always rewarding and fun to work with the children, but just watching the parents be able to take that step back and watch their children actually be children and the huge smiles that they have on their faces, it's always one of the highlights of any shift that I get to work in that way. I enjoyed watching the parents, too. It was fun seeing the kids, but you could see the moms as they slowly relaxed through the week. And by, like, day five, you could tell that they were just settled into just a, a sense of ease, for lack of a better word. Excellent. So uh, this has been an, one of the things that I love about this event is I'm able to finally volunteer again back there. I have been pulling shifts, doing all sorts of stuff from basically scanning tickets, uh, taking people's temperatures. There's, uh, there's opportunities to work the concession stand. I've worked uh, crowd control. I've run, I've run their rides. 
I've pretty much been spending at least uh, two, three nights a week working at Give Kids the World again, and it's something that makes me truly happy to be able to be part of this and to help create this amazing event for the public at large. So I'm getting a little bit of feedback. How are you guys reading me? A little feedback. Yeah, it's a little bit there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I apologize for uh, our listeners, but this is the wonders of uh, relying on technology. So we're just gonna we're just gonna press on and have the hap hap happiest Christmas ever since Sammy Davis Jr. tap dance with Danny. Well, we're not gonna finish that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, with that said. Joe, can you talk about uh, our experience tonight that we, we went on a Friday? What, what did we went? No, we went on a Friday uh, night with, with uh, I went with no, we Eddie went on, on that. We went, we went on a Monday night. Yeah, we went on a Monday night. So can, uh, it was uh, myself, uh, you, your lovely wife. Can uh, you tell uh, our listeners about your experience at Night of a Million Lights? No, so first it was it was uh, first of all I, I met you, so we, we got there around like five thirty. So it, first of all, the traffic is horrific around that part of town. It was awful. So that was probably the worst part of the night. Um, but you know, so we we had heard about the night of a million lights. We knew that it would be pretty hard to get tickets. It's a pretty popular fundraiser for Give Kids the World. Um, I had seen a bunch of. Uh, you know, Instagram postings from, from the village itself and other fans uh, and Disney fans that you know, I'm friends with on Instagram and so on. And so I kind of had an idea of what it was going to be like, but I had never been to the village myself. Now, my wife, who works for the NASCAR Foundation, she does works with some Make-A-Wish stuff. And uh, before, and she's actually hosted a Wish child who stayed at the village who wanted to go to one of the NASCAR races in Daytona. So Jen was a, was knowledgeable about the village she had never been there either but she knew more about it than i did believe it or not she was she's very familiar with the, the whole nonprofit circle so uh we were both excited to actually see the campus firsthand and when we got there i guess we must have timed the, the, the parking properly or whatever but we got to park inside the village on one of the streets and dave i think we were crossing the candy cane or candy land uh, giant Candyland board. Yes, you were across part. from Matthew's Boundless Playground, which, um, yes. Stephanie, would you care to tell uh, everybody about that? Um, my girls only ran through there briefly because okay. they were fascinated by the trains. Gotcha. Okay. So, so Matthew's so. Boundless Playground is a playground that was donated by uh, the Hasbro uh, Toy Company, and it is a uh, life-size replica of a Candyland board, and every Sunday night at Give Kids the World, the kids play a uh, game of Candyland where they are the gingerbread men, and they have to hop from uh, different colored squares. And each station, they have to play a little game, and they win handfuls of candy. It's almost like a night of trick or treating. So, it, so we we pulled in park next to this giant Candyland. And it's dark. It's, it's dark. It's like five thirty, six o'clock. So, you know, but it's it's lit up and there's some street lights. So we're not like in the area where the Christmas lights are in. However, we pull in and when we were driving on the park, it says, oh, you know, parking down here, I'm like, you know, a mile away. I'm like, holy crap, this place is pretty big. And so we go down there and the place is huge. Like, I mean, it, it's it, it's incredible. And I will say this, as somebody who's never seen it before, it is so well themed. And, and I, I won't get into the lights yet, Dave, because I don't think you want to touch on that. But my first impressions were how well it was themed, how clean it was, 
how everything was like well labeled. It felt like a Disney light almost. You got like that feeling like it was like, you know, kind of like when you stay at Pop or stay at like All Stars, you got like those over the top themed kind of buildings. And that's what this felt like. And I'll say this, they made that place. Now it's 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 a, it's weird because it's there's a neighborhood across the street. There's like a development across the street. So it's like it's in a neighborhood kind of. But they make you feel so immersed. Like, like it was you did not feel like you were in the middle of Kissimmee. Like it was it was really cool. I mean, I mean besides and Dave, I don't know how far you I don't know how you want to do this, but everything from the pools to um that we saw like the the pools and and, and the the, the, Dave gave me, I got the full tour from Dave. Like, you know, I saw the place where the, the, the children who are, you know, hosted there get to fill out the star and, and it, it goes up on the ceiling. And I got to see, like, I mean, Dave, you knew all the names of the things and you were rambling off. Like, it was very impressive. I will say this to our listeners Dave gave Jen and I the tour. And Dave, it was pretty impressive how much he knew about this and he knew all the ins and outs of it. So, it was it was it was cool that I got to know what everything meant from what we were seeing. You know, like if you were just to walk in this room and see a bunch of stars, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. But Dave ex- took the time to explain the process and what they meant, and it definitely gave it a different meaning. But not to ramble on without like an ending here, but it was just a really okay. Not even talking about the lights. Eh? It's just a really cool place. I mean, honestly, I could see why these kids, like some of these kids, don't want to sometimes don't want to go to the parks. I've heard stories where they just want to hang around the village. And I can kind of see why, because all the activities there, the giant ice cream parlor that there looked really awesome. Uh, it's just a shame that a lot of these things weren't open for us to go in and kind of take a look at. But all of the, all of the facilities, I didn't get the chance to peek into like like the, the cafeteria like or the food court, whatever, but everything just looked like... Well, they were closed. Know, they, they were closed too, but just, everything just looked like it was fun, lighthearted. These kids could just forget about and the and the families too. It just... It does feel like, like a mini Disney light. You know, like we all talk about being in the bubble, right? This is a bubble. It really is. And then just to add on like the experience of, of experiencing the Christmas lights, which were unreal. I want to explain to our listeners how good these light displays were and how like themed they were. And Eddie, I'm sure we'll get into it too. My favorite, I'm, I'm going to talk about, my favorite was the American Airlines one. I thought that was awesome. As somebody used to work at an airport. I thought the American Airlines one was great, and the PGA Tour one was fantastic. Those were those were my two favorites um, of all of the houses. But they were just—it was just absolutely—it was—it was an amazing night, and it was worth every penny. Uh, you know what? It's going to a good cause, so these families, like Stephanie and her family, can experience these—you know—these you know, amazing trips. And you know, I, I, it, it was really—it was—I—I was, I expected something, but I got a lot more out of it. And it, it was. Definitely, definitely something people I think should experience if they ever can volunteer themselves. I haven't got a chance to volunteer yet. My wife has talked about doing it, but I'm just glad I got to step foot on the property and actually see firsthand what the village is about because it was really cool. I mean, it really was. I mean, Joe? I'm kind of rambling now, but it just yes. it was awesome. You're rambling, awesome. and I'm realizing that the feedback is actually coming from your phone. So if you wouldn't mind muting for a second while I just ask Eddie for a very quick uh, just uh, idea, just uh, one of his. Um, impressions and then we're going to take this back to stephanie all right so um basically i pretty much had my um almost no knowledge of this community um or or this area in general um the only reason i had a little bit of uh, like an inkling of knowledge is because dave has been talking about it for so long and um you can see hear the excitement in his voice about oh we need to do this we definitely need to do this And, and i'm so glad that 
we uh, my wife and uh, I uh, were um, we were honored that uh, Dave uh, took us on a little private tour, just like Joe said. We got a little private tour. Um, we, we kept on telling Dave, like, oh, my God, like, if we would have just came here on our own, we'd probably be in and out of here. The entire con uh, area, like, it's large. It's really big. But I think we would have been in and out of there in less than an hour, possibly. But hearing Dave talking about his experiences and how certain things work and, and having us engage in little things and smacking me over the head like he loves to do, <laughs> um, it just made it so much more fun and, and and one of the things I loved the most, um, I think it was called the Star Tower, Dave. Yes. Um, just, just seeing like the different. So, I'm sorry. Yep. Oh, uh, just seeing the constellations that they're. I mean, they're not really like different ones, but they were galaxies. so beautiful. Oh they're yeah. Galaxies. I'm sorry. Like we're going oh, to like the Toad Galaxy yeah. and yeah. Oh my God, it it was it was so great to see. Um, that was probably one of my favorite things that had nothing to do with the event itself, but just seeing that in um. Well, in, in many ways it did because that's the essence of what Give Kids the World is. And uh, just, Joe, just for the record, they did have um, volunteers that were in there uh, uh, telling the same, telling about the castle and everything. But I'm actually going to throw it to Stephanie about uh, that would be a good place to start. So, Stephanie, would you care to tell everybody about the castle? I'm going to cry talking about the castle. Um, the castle, as you look at it, is an interesting just place from the outside. It's not as exciting as the lights and the sounds of the merry-go-round or the huge pool with the splash pad and all of that. But when you walk into the castle, you get a sense of family and belonging and just the scope that give kids the world has where you see rooms covered in stars and each star is a kid. Each star is a family touched by the incredible place that is Give Kids the World. I don't know how much she understood, but for my husband and myself to know we weren't alone as parents of a kid like this, to know that so many had been uh, in our same position and were facing the same fears and the same just it was the not alone. It was the absolute camaraderie it was amazing can you elaborate on the stars of like what what happens with a star and how the stars what what the stars represent in that way well each kid is uh asked um each wish kid is asked to come to the castle of miracles so that they can hang their star in the sky with the fairy and some kids decorate their stars with stickers and glitter and whatever. They're little, maybe an inch and a half by an inch and a half. And we wanted Charlie to have this and it to be holy Charlie on her star. So we just let her take the little Sharpie and scribble all over it. And then it was placed in the box so that overnight the star fairy could hang it up in the sky. And the next day when we got to our villa, we got a note telling us which constellation was hers and where she was. And we went to the castle and we saw where her star would hang. And this star will be there as long as the castle stands. It's not just there for our visit or, hey, you're coming. We'll hang it back up really quickly. It's part of Give Kids the World. And. It's somewhere we can visit as a whole family and see it and smile or should 
something happened down the line with Charlie, we'll always have a piece of her there. That is absolutely beautiful. Inside the inside the uh, castle, there are over 120,000 stars hanging at the moment. And uh, one of the jobs that I've uh, been blessed to do is actually be a attendant at the castle where if uh, wish families do come in, I get to uh, call Stellar the Star Fairy and show the kids where to put their star in the magic box. And then all of a sudden, magically, Stellar comes out and takes the star. You see the box shaking. You see Stella uh, uh, flying through the heavens with the star. And you see her fly off with the star. And the next day, she has all these stars in her little, in her little apartment that's on top of the uh, star tower. Sometimes pixie dust uh, flies down from it at various times. And um, yeah, just to be able to then come in the next day and see people coming and seeing their star and seeing how excited they are. It's amazing. One of the beauties of the village is uh, those who do uh, end up uh, winning their battle get to come back whenever they're in the Orlando area for a day. Uh, they can use the pool, they can go on the rides, they can come back and uh, see their star. And all you, all you need to do is walk into the castle, tell the volunteer who's running it, I'm here to see my star. We make it happen, and they have this amazing, intricate system where they're able to look up the dates that you were at the village, and from there, they're able to pull your star, and you're able to see where your star is in the castle. It's amazing. And the star never moves. And that's the best part is your star will always be where it's hung that day. And like with our girl, we'll never know. Um, we always have to think about when she may not be with us anymore. And to know that we'll have that part of her hanging there is very important. I do have a couple of other questions about the castle. Sure. Do you remember? Did were you there uh, when um, was was Buttons available at that time, or was he still visiting his uh, family out in California? He was still visiting his family. Ah, okay. So, Buttons is uh, the Give Kids the World Pillow Squirrel, where every uh, every child, not just a wish child, gets a uh, selected pillow based on just based on Buttons. Uh, assessment of the child he picks a special pillow for each child both siblings and the, and the wish child themselves and all and were your children able to get their pillows even though buttons wasn't around they were he had left some for them just okay. in case did they go on a scavenger hunt or anything or they did they were all over the castle looking for him nice they found him on the slide oh nice perfect excellent uh, do you and remember the what pillows are all still in their beds? By the way, nice. they don't. They have to keep them. What kind of pillows? What kind of pillows did they get? If you remember, um, our middle girl got a penguin pillow. Okay. Charlie's has shoes all over it, which is absolutely her because she loves to steal shoes. It's hmm. one of her favorite games to play with people. And then our oldest got lipstick because she's a preteen and he thought that that was where he, she was going to be heading. Nice. That's always, that's always one of the fun jobs too, because, you know, as, as families, as families are coming in, I kind of have a little, I kind of have a, um, 
direct line on his cell phone to buttons where i call him up and i'm like hey listen we got this family coming in this is what they look like uh yeah let me take a picture of them and what do you think would be the best pillow for them and he kind of just works his magic and next thing you know pillows just magically appear that uh kind of seem to at, at that moment capture the essence of the child and they're perfect they really are magical pillows yes they are this place is just pure psychological uh, healing also for, for both the child and the parents and for that matter the siblings too who sometimes sometimes feel like they they fall fall behind fall under the cracks you know with uh, everything else going on you know it's kind of natural for them to kind of sometimes feel like okay well I'm here too and you know the siblings also get that royal treatment and a lot of times when I'm working with kids, I can't tell who the wish child is. And that's a good thing. That's always that's always the best. Um, our six-year-old, the wish kids, uh, one of her sisters, she wants to go back to Disney. She begs at least once a week, I want to go to Disney. I want to go to Disney. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. What do you actually want? She wants to be back at Give Kids the World with the pizza and the pools and, you know, that merry-go-round thing that went too fast for me, but I like to watch it. <laughs> Fun fact, this carousel that they have at Give Kids the World goes a bit faster than the one in the Magic Kingdom. Eddie experienced it. Uh, Joseph decided not to ride. Well, in my defense, uh, and Stephanie, you've been there seen so you know, the carousel. There was a lot of kids in line, dude. And it's more important for the little kids to ride it than for me and Jen to ride it. So, you know. Whatever. I rode the train <laughs> almost as much as the girls did. Well, I, mean, oh, yeah. I, was, I think I think in my defense, it was probably like, yeah, there was probably like twenty people in line, so and a lot of them were like under the age of like six. So <laughs> that okay. was the same. That was the same thing when uh, Eddie and I did all the rides with his yeah, wife. Uh, see, and I'm and I'm sure there were more than twenty people, maybe double. Yeah, that. I <laughs> chose. We in my defense, I chose to go get some ice cream and more hot chocolate, which was included with the with the donation to get into the village. So and. Give Kids the World is about their ice cream. So I think I think he went there. That's a staple yes. of Give Kids the and World. And it was like, and, and, that, and, and, I, and Stephanie, I peeked into the ice cream parlor. Obviously, it was closed. But like, the, even for the, this event, they were serving like little cups of Briar's ice cream. That's like premium ice cream. I was, yeah. I was impressed. It wasn't like some no-name brand, you know. It was like Frostbite. It was good stuff. I mean, it was, uh, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely raw, well run. And just seeing how well that event was run. I can't imagine how the red carpet was rolled out for you and your family when you guys were a Wish family there. I mean, I'm sure, like, as somebody who deals with, you know, that every day you said that you got the break and you got to, to escape for a week and that volunteers, are like Dave, who truly care about, you know, giving back and the families and, and the kids there, it's got to be just an amazing experience. It's it's mind-blowing. I mean, I'm used to being the mom of three kids. I got a husband. We take on a lot of stuff. But when we would go get breakfast, we're, we're early birds. We get stuff done. There was somebody there waiting to carry my tray for me. So all I had to think about was what we were going to eat. And then I could go sit and they would bring my food to me. Or if I wanted a refill, there was somebody always right there to take care of us. So for a week, I wasn't on call 24 7. So 
aside from what would be the highlights of the trip in terms of the village itself for you? Um, the food played a huge thing for me because like I said her a little bit earlier, she's, she'd been going through chemo for a year and the only thing we had successfully gotten her to eat through that year on any regular schedule was vanilla protein shakes and dry cereal. And for the week we were at the village, she ate anything and everything in sight. That is so amazing. They had Perkins for the meals. They had Boston Market. And she was eating full meals of food she hadn't touched in a year. And ice cream and running around. And the fact that she was smiling and happy for a week. And for me, seeing her and her sisters act like normal kids. They rode rides. We're lucky enough that she's um, able to walk most of the time, but knowing that there were other kids in wheelchairs that could go on the carousel or the train, that they were just, do it. You could be kids. Yeah. I mean, even down to the pool, they had a wheelchair for the pool so a kid could get in there and play. Hey, Dave, can I, I'll, I'll step in here for a second. Uh, Stephanie, you. can you just go ahead and elaborate? Because I mentioned that in my ramblings earlier on the show about <laughs> how cool the pools were. Uh, I mean, can you just describe? I would describe the pool as like, it's always, it was like a little like mini Typhoon Laguna. So it was like a zero entry pool. had like a, a big, like a, like a tower, had like a pirate ship. I mean, can you just go ahead and explain like what a day at the pool is like there? Because it was pretty cool. It was like a little like resort kind of pool. I mean, it, uh, with lots to do. There was, they had it, like you said, there was a zero entry pool that had little fountains that would splash up. It was heated. Correct, I mean, yes. granted, Florida in January isn't cold, but that my girls at eight o'clock at night were swimming was kind of fun. There uh, fountains with waters flowing into the pool. There was... Oh my goodness. They just stayed in the zero entry because they are having fun running races with some of the friends that they made there. But there was a huge splash pad that was fountains and shower things and buckets and anything you could conceive of for a splash pad was in this one spot. It was like you give a kid a crayon and say, design what you want to play. And that's what they came up with for this pool. And then anytime they were hungry, they could run over to concession and get ice cream and hot dogs, popcorn, soda. It was all right there. And was the pirate ship open, Stephanie, or no? Um, it was not because we did have inclement weather warnings. So they were doing all, all right. their parties inside. But I, So if, if you could picture this, just and, and to elaborate more on the Night of a Million Lights, is, Dave, I forgot what the name, and Eddie, I don't know if you remember it off, off the hand, but there was an airboat company that brought like an airboat into the pool. Boggy, so, Bobby, sorry, Boggy Creek Airboat Adventures. And the, there you go, the, Boggy. <laughs> the, 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 the one that you're talking about is actually being built. She was referring to the pirate, the, the pirate uh, party that they have. Oh, no, no, I understand yeah. that, but I'm, I'm talking about like the airboat that was in the pool, though. Yeah, Boggy, Boggy, Boggy Creek Airboat Adventures. So I was just trying to, to describe to Stephanie, like just picture that pool and there's a giant airboat now sitting in it as part of like the Christmas display. So <laughs> it was kind of random, but it was actually pretty cool. Covered in lights. Big. Yeah, it was covered in lights. Beautifully lit. But yeah, so the pool area just looked like amazing. And that's that's where during the Night of a Million Lights, 
they served the hot cocoa. They had some concessions. So they, had, they were selling some merch. They had the ice cream there. They had plenty of tables set out. Uh, you know, all socially distanced and all that jazz. And that's how big the area is. There's plenty just for like the spread out tables and just to, to kind of hang out, whatever. So I can't even imagine what like a, a hot summer day would be. You know, how much action I guess would be going on by this pool because it definitely looked like it would be a lot of fun. Excellent. And uh, Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, anything uh, that was really made an impression that you at Give Kids the World? Uh, maybe talk about your villa or some of the public areas that they had, the kids? Well, we were there um, directly after Christmas. Okay. And we decided to drive because okay. apparently we're crazy. But we pulled in after a 16 Where were you hour coming drive. From? Arkansas. Okay. And so part of our trip also included the van rental and hotel stay. So we didn't have to drive all one day if we wanted to, which was lovely. But we pulled up to the gate and we gave them our name and they were like, welcome home. And so we went and checked in. We get to our villa. It was week and a half, two weeks after Christmas. And it was still decorated. There was a tree. There was stockings. They had Christmas lights hung up. And it was just like going home. There was... The kids get the master bedroom because this is all about them. They have this huge bathroom attached to their bedroom in the villa. The villa is sleep six or seven. I don't remember right. I believe I but believe seven with a sleeper sofa. Sofa. Yes, there's a five of us: my husband, myself, and then three girls. So it's a little crazy. The two little shared the kids' room, which had their own bathroom, which giant jacuzzi tub is was a huge hit with a giant walk-in shower a full kitchen so if i wanted to cook i could but they were really big on this is a vacation for the parents too my girls felt like royalty there were surprises every day in their villa um in the villa forest when we would get back from the parks um there were give kids the world toys we have a Candyland game that I break out. I keep it hidden so that they don't lose it. But if everybody's having a really good day or it's a hard day, we break out Candyland and we eat ice cream with all the whipped cream and sprinkles we can eat. And uh, remember. I have a huge smile on my face right now hearing that. Well, ice cream for breakfast is a necessity if you're at the village. And... Every now and then we have ice cream for breakfast just so we can try to have some magic at home. Everybody grabs their favorite flavor when we go grocery shopping and I surprise them one day before school or on a vacation. You'll appreciate this, uh, Stephanie. I'm recording in my foyer and uh, it's right next to my kitchen. And uh, I'm looking over at uh, one of my kitchen cupboards and on top of it right now staring at me is uh, Remy Remy... Mayor Clayton, Miss Mary, and uh, Murphy. I love all, it. All, all the plushes. I'm like, for the amount of times I've been there, I'm like, I need these plushes. So I actually bought them the night I went with uh, Eddie. So they're in a very uh, big. Uh, they're in a they're in a place of honor where I walk into my apartment and they're the first thing I can see. I wore I wore actually my Give Kids the World tank top this morning to the gym because I was just needing that little bit of home. Nice. 
Now, you actually never got to experience the new um, ice cream parlor because it was still under construction. It was. I will admit to peeking around the fence quite a few times as we walked past, but we never got to go eat there. Our goal was to actually go back this winter, but obviously uh, didn't happen. As a matter of fact, it actually didn't. It hasn't actually been able to, uh, I guess, uh, serve any uh, wish families yet because the construction wrapped up in early March. So it um, it might have just been open for a few weeks or so before it actually ended up having to uh, close down with the village for COVID. So it's I don't definitely... think they even did their official grand opening yet. That wouldn't surprise that wouldn't surprise me one bit, but it is definitely a masterpiece. You're definitely gonna really be in for a treat when you get to see when you get to see it inside. The best part about that is um, all of the memorabilia inside from the Apollo 11 crew and all of the Apollo astronauts. Uh, there's a flag that was flown into space in there, and everything. So oh my it is definitely back now. Yeah, it is definitely a. Uh, museum in itself and definitely a uh, testament to the greatness that was Henry Landworth well it's top notch like the rest of the village I wouldn't expect any less excellent I really do wish you could have uh, experienced Night of a Million Lights uh, and while you weren't able to um, join us at Give Kids the World because you're in Arkansas at the moment and not safe to be traveling around. Uh, Give Kids the World did offer a um, virtual walkthrough on their YouTube channel, uh, and you did get an opportunity to uh, see that. It was a it was about an hour and a half walkthrough. Can you share your uh, reactions at watch getting to watch Night of a Million Lights with the walkthrough? It was perfect. And it, that's a big word to use, and it doesn't even encompass how wonderful it was to see the village. I don't know how much our girl remembers, but every time she sees Give Kids the World or Disney, she points at the TV and says bye-bye. Nice. Oh. Well, I have, I have yet to actually post any of my pictures. I'm going to be uh, doing that very soon, but I will tell you that when I was taking most of the pictures that I've taken had you in mind and your girls so that you can log on and just see my pictures and everything and kind of just take a trip back to that. I will tell you about a magical time that I had. Um, my friend and I who worked the, who worked the events and everything earlier in the event, they had a um, preview night for volunteers who helped uh, put up some of the lights. And I was lucky enough to put up some of the lights and we ran into Pam Landworth, who is the CEO of the uh, of, of the organization. And we were talking about how much we love volunteering at the village. And we were talking about how we have a whole bunch of shifts over uh, over the course of uh, from November all the way to January fourth, uh, basically running uh, basically uh, running different uh, volunteer shifts at uh, Give Kids the World for Night of a Million Lights, and. She turns around, she says to us, she's like, you want a treat? She's like, you know where my office is? And her office is in the uh, basic, is basically in the town hall, which is doubles as an auditorium for uh, all of the kids' parties and also the dining room. She's like, 
go upstairs to my office. My door is open. It's like you go on my balcony and you'll be able to and just stand on my balcony and you'll be able to see the entire village lit from high up. And we ended up doing that and we got these breathtaking pictures that I just cannot wait to share with everybody. So I will send them to you uh, special first before that. So can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, um, before we end up, um, uh, Joe and Eddie, this is where you kind of talk about your impressions. So tell tell us, describe some of the things that you find that you found to be the most beautiful with Night of a Million Lights, how it was decorated and all, and some things that really left a lasting impression on you in terms of the aesthetics. So, so uh, I'll I'll say this. Okay. I'll say I'll say this, Dave. Is when you're. I wasn't expecting the sponsorships of of each bill, uh, each cottage or, or, or building, whatever you know, whatever you want to call it. And I like that the sponsors of these homes took it upon themselves to become creative with it. So you're not just going and seeing like a company come in, just throw up a whole bunch of lights and it's bright, whatever. And no, like these companies, like for example, American Airlines did the whole. Th- thing with like an inflatable airplane and they had like an elf who's like like the, the, the ramp guy you know guiding the plane in with the runway like that was awesome the pga tour they had like cutouts of all the golfers like tiger woods and bryson dechambeau and all you know uh ricky fowler and they were all in their their, their pajamas they were all like with snowflakes and they had like the pga tour logo and there was another one it was um where there, some of them had projections in the windows like the holiday and vacation club had uh projections in the windows and like there was like like things and, and music going on like there was all it, w- it was they were all themed so like each one you went to you're like oh who like, i was curious to see like who the next sponsor would be and what they were gonna do to you know be creative with with the house that they were designing that's what i thought was cool about it it wasn't just like a lot of lights it was like a lot of lights that were done really well and with the creativity not Every house was different. There was not like one that was like similar or like they were all different. Some of the, some of the lights stay constant. Some of them changed. Some of them like it, 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 everywhere you looked, there was something different. So that's the, that's what I got out of it was like with the lights. It was the creativity and how every single one of them was different. Excellent. And uh, Eddie. Yeah, um, definitely agree with everything Joe just said. Um, I wasn't expecting uh, sponsorships either. Um, it was a nice little treat uh, and seeing how uh, these different companies uh, incorporated um, basically what they stand for or what they're known for, I should say. Um, it was funny because um, Dave knows I'm a big wrestling guy. So the entire time um, after I saw this one Christmas tree, he's like, oh, my God, they have the WWE has this uh, promotion called NXT and they have a house there. So I was really excited uh, to go see that home. But little did I know right next to it, I think it's um, I forgot the kid's name. Gavin. Gavin, oh my god. So, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Really, really into Star Wars. So, we're just standing in front of this house, and right away I'm like, oh my god, that house, it's like, it's going into light speed. Okay, so before <laughs> before you continue, I'll, I'll okay. let me just give a little bit of a background. So, there is one villa uh, in the, that's decorated all in blue, and it's actually noted on the map, it's called Gavin's Villa, and... Uh, Gavin was the last uh, wish child to check out of Give Kids the World um, 
in uh, mid-March after uh, his trip ended. Uh, Disney was already closed, so most of his trip was um, he didn't get uh, a lot of time at the parks as a result of that because of the closure. I think the parks closed on the 13th or something because I had people coming in that day and we ended up um, having to cancel because of that. So I know for a fact that he did not get a lot of park time. And he was the last kid, the whole, uh, the last villa to, to check out before Give Kids the World closed its doors due to COVID. And what they did was they de- they decorated the villa that he checked out of um, based on the directions of the family of how it should be decorated. So, Eddie, take over. Yeah, so like they were saying, it's, it's blued out. Um, there's little stormtroopers coming down the, the driveway. Um, in the driveway itself, they had... Um, they basically try to recreate the the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, which from far away, that's where I was talking about the light speed. Um, the way they they decorated the cockpit with the blue and white lights going, um, it, it just reminds me of what you saw in, um, I can't say theaters because I wouldn't, <laughs> uh, that age to see the Millennium Falcon for the first time going light speed in a theater. But anyway, I just felt like in awe of how they used these lights to make that impression or give me that impression. It got me so, um, made me feel so much like a kid that I had to actually walk up into the driveway, put myself into the cockpit and act it. I don't know if you guys have all been on smugglers run at Hollywood's, um, at galaxy's edge, but I'm over there trying to punch the, the hyperdrive and like, I'm going light speed. And it was funny. I, I think my wife got a video of me doing it. I am not sure. I, <laughs> I, I, I was just having a blast in there. So that was my favorite villa, but it's more because of my star Wars fandom, <laughs> but uh, something that uh, something else uh, I should say that I really enjoyed was when you first enter the night of a million lights, they have this huge long tunnel with just a bunch of lights just all around you. It's it's really beautiful. And we went through it the first time. And then Dave reminded us that he lent us these little 3D glasses. <laughs> and so we, we put them on. We went back in. And it's so much fun because each one of these glasses have a different thing. Like one was like a Starburst or um, Gingerbread uh, Man, um, Snowman, Reindeer. So each light little light picture just popped out with like a, a ranger just dancing and or something like that it was it was really cool to see um and, and and this of course worked with all the lights at the homes i found that with those glasses that it worked best when you're looking down on stuff that was like on the ground or on the roof it was just it was just wow i was just really amazed at how beautiful everything looked even more so with the glasses to see our villa again to see all of the different companies and their personalities in each of the decorated places was just, it was the best light show for the best place. I I feel like I'm being superfluous, but I just, it was home and it was happiness just in a big ball. It was all the Christmas spirit that I've been missing this year. That's amazing. I have a huge smile on my face just listening to you talk about that. And also, I like seeing the fire hydrants again. I'll be honest, the fire hydrants are one of my favorite parts. Yes, me too. I have pictures of all of them. As a matter of fact, when uh, 
when I was bringing people like Eddie and Joe and everything, I created a little uh, hydrant scavenger hunt. And I'm like, how many of these can you find? And I gave them each one. I just sent them a, a file on their on their phones, and I just sent them a list. And I'm like, all right, let's let's cross them off as you go. And they were really getting excited about looking for the fire hydrants too. Eddie, when he saw R2D2, was just like a kid in the candy store. Yeah, my oldest went nuts for Harry Potter. Yes. Although that although that one sometimes freaks me out. Just it's almost too bit. perfect. And right now, Harry Potter is right outside the Christmas tree trail. So a uh, lot of a lot of people miss him because they're coming. It's on the exit side, so they pass right by and they don't tu- they they don't turn around to actually see the front of it. In uh, that one, that's not cool. I'm partial to the minion. We had a huge minions kick here, so I'm really good with ignoring everything minion now. Gotcha. Which one was? Do you remember which one was closest to your villa? I think it no. might have been the power. I think it might have been the Power Ranger. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, but it was. Red power Ranger. Yes, it was the Red Power Ranger, and it would have been basically across across from your villa, like two two villas two villas in from on the on the opposite side is where you is where that one is. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I've driven this, uh, dr- driven the village way too many times. I, will I don't say, think there's even a wait now. Yeah, I, um, my, my best friend has been proving himself with his work for Disney as um, very um, indispensable over there. When he, and he's been working crowd control, and they've been giving him at the end of the end of the night uh, the uh, golf cart and saying, "Okay, please sweep the village." and get everybody their cars so he's doing the oh how nice you found my favorite villa would you like a ride to your car nice and i got to go i got to go on a sweep with him one because i work crowd control and I, by the time that one night it was just we had gotten everybody everybody had left and it was just us driving around the village in this in this golf cart with nobody else around and just being able to just stop by every every house on our way back to back to the office to clock out, <laughs> it was just, you know, we might have taken we might have taken the scenic roads maybe twice, and I will tell you my favorite uh, two houses before um in, in talking about uh, sponsors, we would be remiss if we didn't um, actually call out Disney on this because Disney oh, was yeah. the ones that. Uh, basically had this set up because uh, they donated three million lights to basically make this happen when they were originally going to do this they were just going to light the avenue of angels which is basically the equivalent of their uh, main street usa they were going to open up their uh, three rides uh, the carousel kelly's sunny swing and Lori's magical flight and just have uh, santa claus meeting at a, at social at a social distance and all and basically Disney had come through and basically gave them enough lights to uh, basically uh, decorate the entire village. The sponsors giving their corporate back, they were allowed to decorate their uh, villa whichever way they chose to add some more flavor to it. Uh, Also want to throw a uh, nod to uh, Universal because Universal took... uh, a whole bunch of their Christmas decorations, and they uh, redid the uh, Mark's Dino Putt, which is 
dinosaur-themed miniature golf course and made it all Christmassy. And so every major tourist attraction in Orlando had their hand in this place. Um, the villa that uh, Stephanie's family stayed in was sponsored by Wonderworks, which is basically on iDrive. It's this huge upside-down building where it's almost, it's almost like a science center. And it's a small little mini amusement park that's great for uh, nights where, you know, you might not necessarily have tickets for the entire for the parks for your entire stay, or you just need a little time away from the theme parks. This is a small, uh, I'm not going to say roadside attraction because it's actually considered a major if you go down I Drive, but it's definitely something that uh, fun for the whole family in it and. Their uh, claim to ta- their claim to fame is everything is topsy turvy at the Wonderworks. So, they're uh, th- hanging from the huge uh, oak tree that's in front of them. They had a uh, Christmas tree upside down. They had Santa and his uh, reindeers upside down in the tree. It just was. Uh, they really ended up by putting their own personalities. All of these houses, all of these companies put their own personalities, as Joe said, into these houses. Uh, My personal favorite houses, uh, there are two. There's the Don Caesar house, which is basically uh, flamingo-themed. It's it's decked out all in pink. And the reason why I like it is because I just keep on uh, singing little pink houses as I uh, pass it anytime I'm working a shift. Because John Mellencamp. And uh, after that, um, going with the whole Mellencamp thing, I'm also a huge uh, parrot head. So there was a Margarita house, Margaritaville house. And like, I am Mar- I am totally parrot head to the extremes. You know, I'm talking, I go to, I go to concerts in full parrot head regalia, you know, grass skirt, full coconut bra. I walk around, people look at them, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're real and they're spectacular. So definitely the Margaritaville house is definitely my um, favorite. Uh, I love being able to actually ride the rides. I've worked at Give Kids the World since 2012. Only in the past month was the first time I I ran the carousel for years. It's the first time I actually got to ride it for myself. So that was a huge thrill getting to actually Lori's Magical Flight, which is basically a um, a Dumbo spinner attraction. I've had the pleasure of actually taking kids because parents don't, might not necessarily, necessarily want to ride at times. Some of them get motion sickness. So I've actually got to actually take kids on the rides and be their buddy on the ride and everything. So, And then they have a, uh, a swinging ride, which basically gets me nauseous. But uh, Eddie and Zunima kind of enjoyed it. So... Yeah, well, you were really nice of, uh, to let us get the the back of the the swing, so we could really uh, see a lot of homes uh, decked out or villas, I should say, decked out in in all their glory. I will mention that there are two lakes at Give Kids the World, and uh, to be able to look across the water and see all of these houses just completely lit is uh, another special thing in itself. It kind of adds it kind of adds to the aesthetics of this place. And Stephanie, just uh, going about uh, your trip and now kind of getting away from Give Kids the World and actually going to Walt Disney World, did you experience any uh, magical moments while on your trip with your uh, family and especially with your daughter at Walt Disney World? 
definitely. We were at the kingdom, and for me, meeting characters was one of my favorite parts. I, I love them. Every time I've been to Disney, it doesn't matter. But this was the first time I had a chance to meet Stitch. And I wanted Charlie to meet Stitch because she is about as close to 626 as we can get while still maintaining her human form. There's a lot of trouble. And she lit up and went crazy for him and gave Stitch the biggest hugs. And she was chill. She liked looking at everything, but I didn't know how she'd handle face characters. And she launched herself out of the stroller. And my favorite picture from the trip is her giving Stitch this huge hug. And you can see my myself, my husband, our other girls right there. And it's just a perfect shot of just happiness. Excellent. And your other time? Um, it was either, well, I guess there's a lot because the whole trip was magical. Um, watching Charlie eat. And it's so silly. But the entire time we were there, I had packed her normal chemo foods. And we were at the kingdom and she was going nuts for Mickey pretzels. Just absolutely nuts. And I got one for her and her sister to split. They inhaled it and they let me cut in line to grab another one. And it was just this little bit of extra happiness where I didn't have to deal with the line of people. It was just making my kids happy. And it's silly and it's nothing major, but knowing that my girls were happy and eating and just, it was just a happy moment for a mom. It, it's not, it's not silly. It's not, it's, it's everything, honestly. You're bringing them that magic too at that moment. And there you, you have a moment, you have a moment's peace and a very, and, and what I would imagine is a very stressful time in your life. And right there you have, a moment to just take a breather and just smile. So you know what? That that's everything. That's not silly at all. So that's absolutely awesome. All right. So with that, Stephanie. Yeah. Would you like to play a little game? As long, <laughs> as, long as you're not the creepy clown, I think I'm all right. Alrighty, so no, this will not be the this, this will not be the creepy clown that spits uh, you out of uh, spits you out into the pool at the boardwalk. But instead, what we're going to do is we are going to pay tribute to the great Lightning McQueen with a little segment created in Joe's honor uh, that we you. call the Piston Cup. Favorite park? Magic Kingdom, hands down. Joe, Florence. Favorite uh, Disney princess? Aurora. Eddie, Florence. Favorite Disney villain? Maleficent. Favorite Disney adult spot? Anywhere at Epcot that'll pour a heavy shot. Good answer. Joe, floor it. 
Uh, there's only one right answer to this one, but Dole Whip or Citrus Swirl? Dole Whip. Yes. Uh, All right. Is she going to make it? She's going to make it. Eddie, floor it. Let's see. Monorail or ferry boat? Monorail. And she made it. Nice job. Way to go. I don't know about the Dole Whip, but, you know, we'll give it to her. <laughs> she is I'm kind of torn on the monorail and ferry boat. Me, like, I want to start my day fast, so go monorail, but I want to enjoy my way back with a nice ferry boat ride. I like to drink the monorail, so it will always okay. win. You know what? You win. <laughs> I ca- can I rethink my villain? Because I love them all. Yeah, you can't be a favorite villain. I do too. You know what? We're gonna throw one more bonus at you. So I guess I'll floor it uh, post the race. Favorite of the big four. Oh crap! Trick answer. It's a trick question. It should be figment. You know what? I'm gonna go with that. I like figment. See, Dave? There you go. Right answer. Take one of the before it has to be Figment. Excellent. Figment also likes a heavy shot in Epcot as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and the best part about Figment now is he's actually wearing this cute little uh, Christmas sweater. Yeah, I like that. They should dress him up more often. Yep, exactly. All right. Did Did you get that in plush already, Dave? Not that, not with wearing his new sweater, but I do have quite a few figment plushes. I have one in my living room, actually. There you go. So, actually, figment probably deserves the same uh, treatment as the characters from Give Kids the World. So, all right. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's go around and tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. Eddie, where are you? Um, so, I'm only going to plug Instagram. I'm at Eddie Darksaber. Okay. Joseph, where can you be found? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Joe Quad, also over at resortloop.com, the DVC Roundtable Show. Stephanie, where can you be found? Um, I'm on Instagram at Nooch Marie. Don't just guess how you'll spell it, you'll probably find me. Or you can follow Charlie's Facebook page at When It Rains. Okay, excellent. And I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Figments Reality. You can find the Mickey Dudes over at uh, the Mickey Dudes podcast on Instagram, at the Mickey Dudes on Twitter, and we also have a uh, Facebook fan page that uh, has been doing very well with some of our pictures. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested in finding out more about Give Kids the World or making a donation, you can find uh, out about them and... um, their mission at www.gktw.org. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, we hope you have happy holidays and may all your breakfast be ice cream. You've 
just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.